Hi, it's David Poland. This is the Huppin' 112 Review Ambulance. So, I saw Michael Bay's parody of a Michael Bay movie. Sometimes you need a sledgehammer to make a souffle. This ripoff should be called Shait. Those are all lines that struck me funny while watching Michael Bay's Ambulance. But here's the thing. Michael Bay's first movie in five years, because I refuse to count Six Underground as a movie, is a thing. To think that in the last 15 years, this one genre titan has directed only five Transformers movies and three oddballs, Pain and Gain, 13 Hours, and 16, whatever the hell that was. What is this thing with numbers? What's that all? Anyway, seeing him work without robots was more interesting than I might have expected. Bad Boys, The Rock, Armageddon, Pearl Harbor from 95 to 2001 it's the kind of the peak period of Michael Bay's directorial career that we see in many film artists' career. It was when he defined a genre, along with Tony Scott and, in one case, Simon West. The journey into Transformers, I thought, was complete, completed with his third film in the series, in which he achieved CG robots actually acting. It's what he seemed to be wanting, and it's what he got, finally. But then he kept making more of them. Within the Transformers window, 2007 to now... Bay has been a very active producer, but it is he is not a defining presence of an era because he was a producer. I guess, really, he hasn't been as fallow as a director as it feels in these last 15 years. But as I wrote it, I don't doesn't feel like we've seen the guy we remember since 2009. Though I was thrilled by the idea of him finding a new path with Pain and Gain and wishing that even though it was deeply flawed as a movie, it was the start of a journey instead of the one-off it kind of became. So I sit down with my big puffy recliner at Universal City Walk here in L.A., and right from the first shots of Ambulance, you know that this imagery is made for the big screen. Within a few minutes, however, it's also clear that trying to watch this film on a smaller TV screen, no matter how good the TV, might make you queasy, as it's kind of like staring into a blender at full speed from the inside. Bay's skill set is of the highest order. Few directors can do what he does, Problem is that his skill set is not appropriate for every script. This script's author, Chris Fedek, is a TV series guy. This is his first feature. He starts with Heat, then he segues to Speed, then he adds in some Freakin', some Walter Hill, Tarantino's Reservoir Dogs, a touch of Hurt Locker, some Dead Ringers. In other words, the kind of genre hyper-pastiche that would make a rising superstar out of some young director on a 50-day schedule, inventing on the run to get every shot. Instead, Fedek drew a guy who wants three helicopters in the shot when he doesn't really even need one. Fedek has got the director who, instead of just hiring the pretty guy star, slumming for cash to play the crazy charismatic character, he hires the three most beautiful people he can to fill all three leads, and then even makes the old, grizzled, dark force of nature in the movie a pretty man with a scar, A. Martinez in this case. Jeez, he even made Garrett Dillahunt go to the gym, it looks like, at least. And he doesn't even have to take off his shirt in the movie, though he does have that signature, biggest, goofiest, lovable dog, <laughs> who apparently passes wind a lot in the world. Anyway, Fedek, for whom the film is... It got the guy for whom more is just a starting point. Bay takes the script and force-feeds a crack from 2002. He wouldn't just let it become anything other than relentless. Michael Bay may feel he has no choice at this point. He's now in his mid-50s. He's had enormous life-freeing success. And apparently he isn't willing to just make a fun, action-filled movie. He needs to make a Michael Bay movie. But it's like trying to stuff a Cornish game hen with a 20-pound turkey. It's just too much. 
Moreover, I can't remember a single hyper-psych sequence of this film that is, going, is worth going back to watch. There are all kinds of cool cinematic tricks, but instead of having the most beautiful Picasso on the wall, Bay puts five of them in a row, making them all seem less special in the process. I am not a critic of long movies, but in this case, the running time of two hours and 16 minutes tells you everything. This is meant to be the kind of movie that has to go back at the end and edit in some added moody shots so it's a full 90 minutes long and can be sold internationally. But instead, all I could think around the 145 mark was there better be one more twist to make this half, next half hour worth it. There wasn't, at least not one that was well-conceived or we didn't see signaled with a 100 freaking flares in the last hour. The thing is, with a movie like this, which is meant to be nonstop, go, 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 without time to think too much about the details, when it takes its time and repeats stuff over and over, you start thinking about the details. Like, and this is not a spoiler, the entire movie is really built on a giant coincidence. Had Yahya Abdul-Mateen II, still looking for his real and deserved star-making role, had he not walked into Jake's kind of workplace, because I still don't really know what that was about, and asked for a favor, there is no movie. Okay, you say, that's not a big deal. We've seen movies where they change the driver late in a heist planning before. Yeah, but this movie doesn't set up Yahya's need or his history well. And when Jake asks Yahya to participate, it seems like he desperately needs him to participate, when in fact the heist is literally about to start as he enters the scene. It is crazy stupid. Like doing the biggest heist ever is going to be going down to the corner for a quart of milk. Then, as the movie goes on, what Roger Ebert used to call people doing stupid things is required to keep the story moving. It's kind of the opposite of the Italian job where clever choices are made to keep the bad guys one step ahead of the good guys. Here, they're just making stupid choices left and right, both sides. There's so many things in the films that are mirrors of other Bay and Bruckheimer work, including multiple references to Bay films that are pretty pathetic inside a Bay film. Side note, I love Billions, but the reference quotes from culture can be a bit too much, and they actually quoted Rounders recently, which is a little gross. Still love the show, but ugh. Anyway, all the complaints about Ambulance become non-issues if the movie isn't so overstuffed and hyper, hyper while slowly paced at the same time. The film is like a person who wears a fancy outfit and can't stop re referring, they think subtly, to their favorite accessory on the outfit. The whole movie stops when Bay overshoots anything he thinks is really cool and doesn't want to take a chance that you don't notice. All that said, I would love to see a Michael Bay movie where he leaves us wanting more, not less. I can imagine a movie with a classic screenplay that Bay makes even more elegant with his visual skill. No actor has ever looked more beautiful than they do in a Bay film, even when they're not supposed to be a beautiful character. You know who had one of those movies, though he's a much more rangy stylist than Bay? Bob Zemeckis, with What Lies Beneath. Really simple story structure, albeit with twists, but a clean, tightly written, one clear idea kind of movie in which style and visual stunts and Hitchcockian glamour was what made it fun. It was too much, but it was gloriously too much. While I'm riffing on other directors, Bay reminds me a little of Baz Luhrmann without the music. On a movie like Australia, it just doesn't come together, similarly to Bay and Ambulance. Baz was too Baz for his own very own script. And Elvis, which is coming up, may be the visual feast that Baz serves so well. To put too gross a point on it, Ambulance is Michael Bay's artistic diarrhea. Everything comes out. Everything! <laughs> and it feels painful and grumbly and out of control. I will still be happy to watch Bay's balanced diet, normal, macrobioticized, 
but very well-skilled and impressive shit. He can do that, and I hope he does. Until tomorrow.